2: Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
3: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler 24 7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
4: What's up, Open Floor Globe? I'm your host, Michael the Pod Pina, and I'm joined on the other line by Sports Illustrated staff writer and my new mortal enemy, Rohan Nadkarni. Uh, Rohan, I hope you enjoyed hosting Open Floor late last week because so long as oxygen is going in and out of these lungs, it is the last time that will ever happen. Um, Of course, I am am just joking in all seriousness. Thank you so much for helping me out while I was on assignment in another state reporting a story that I'm very excited about for the Sports Illustrated NBA preview issue. Um, For reasons that extend beyond you and I burying our KG-sized hatchet, Today's episode is very special because it's dedicated entirely to Sports Illustrated's Top 100 list, a labor of love filled with blood, sweat, and tears that you, Chris Herring, myself, and our colleague, Jeremy Wu, spent the past six or so weeks losing sleep over. On Monday, we dropped 100 through 51, and on Tuesday, we will drop, which is probably today for our listeners, um, 50 through 31. Um, the entire list will be live on the site by the end of the week and covered in um, another episode later on. Um, so before we start to start discussing it, I just want to say that we'll be, again, returning to the list again uh, later in the week. And in that episode, we'll aim to answer as many questions as we can about the results. So please send your questions in to openfloormail at gmail.com. That's openfloormail at gmail.com. I'm sure we're going to get A lot of angry people and a lot of happy people, and it'll be just a glorious time in in responding to your emails. So please, please send them in. Um, I'm going to start this episode with a little background information on our collective process and how we did this. Um, What we essentially set out to do is the four of us submitted our own top 100 lists, and then we averaged everything out on a spreadsheet. Um, We had a few... Uh, video calls where we debated, the four of us, we debated certain players. We discussed how we deal with injured players. Um, We established parameters and how we wanted to kind of dictate the list. So it was a little bit more forward looking than, um, okay, this is how these players are in um, um, how these players would rank today. Um, so, So why don't we start by uh, letting people behind the drawing board a little bit. And um, Rohan, I want you to explain just your individual process when you were trying to whittle 450 or so NBA players down to 100. Did you did you start at one? Did you put them in tiers? Did you start at 100? Just how did you kind of work your way through it?
5: First of all, Michael, thank you for uh, finally giving me an opportunity to say something here. Um, just... <laughs> Just to touch on that intro, uh, I will not be silenced um, (laughs) as, uh, you know, as as oxygen is going through these logs, and you are on vacation, you will be slandered uh, on the open floor pod. Next time you're out, we're doing uh, my five least favorite Celtics of all time. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm excited to get into the top 100 list. As you mentioned, a labor of love and insanity trying Mm -hmm. to do this. Uh, for me, I definitely started with number one first. Because to be honest, I don't know where the cutoff was for you, but it really is maybe the top 50 of this list where you really feel like you're differentiating between guys. Mm-hmm. You get to a certain point in the list, and maybe this will upset some people, but the difference between, let's say, one and 10 is way bigger than the difference between 60 and 100. You know what I mean?
4: Because there is no difference between 60 and there almost 100. As none, there concerned.
5: almost is none, honestly. And and that's why it's. I'm sure we'll get into the reactions several times uh, today and later this week. But when people say, how could you leave this person off? And people are complaining about who was named on the snubs list, which I also wrote, etc that was really my guiding thing. I wanted to get the top players out of the way because that's when you can actually kind of differentiate between guys. But when you get to like, who is more valuable in a vacuum, Duncan Robinson, Jay Crowder, Jordan Clarkson, RJ Barrett, you're you're nitpicking here. And it's almost impossible Mm -hmm. to do because it's nearly impossible to isolate their contexts. And yeah. So to me, I started at the top and then, eventually just hit a point where I said, okay, a lot of these guys are the same. And I don't know if you want to dive into it right now, but I'm sure we each had our own methodologies for how we kind of separated guys in that 60 to 100 range, which is where it gets really difficult. And beyond that, I also was really relying on you guys in the sense that I think each of us, uh, myself, you, Wu, and Herring, there was either a guy we maybe forgot to put on our list or didn't realize we kept them so high or low, et cetera, And I was kind of, I was okay turning in my rough copy of the list and then hashing it out and being like, oh, yeah, I didn't mean to put Mike Conley as high as I did on my first draft. (laughs) Uh, I think I had him at like 26 or something. You also get to a point where you're looking at the names for so long that they start to lose meaning to you. You know what I mean?
4: 100%. I,
5: I, I just can't look at Jay Crowder's name anymore because I've, it between 75 and 100 like 50 times so that was me I started at the top because the the real secret of this list is like you mentioned yeah the difference between 1 and 15 is exponentially bigger than the difference between 60 and 100
4: yeah I think that's that's really well said uh, I I did it you know we're not going to spoil anything here I also kind of set out where I just zoomed through one through like Thirty maybe, Mm -hmm. and then I was like, "Oh, this is easy," and then, (laughs) and then like right around there, maybe around forty-ish, forty-five, my face started to melt. Um, The skin was just melting off my face. It was it was very very difficult to kind of parse and understanding that this is not objective, not even close to objective. This is an extremely subjective exercise as. You and I and Chris and, and Woo agree, like the the debates that we had were a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. we clearly value different things. And that's going to something that you and I are going to get into in a second. But one of the things that I was really interested in, in putting this list together, um, and we should say that, you know, Ben Goliver and Rob Mahoney for years did an absolutely tremendous job. Um, with this list and it was one of my favorite things to to read every single season and got me so excited for the NBA so to even be a part of it was just a privilege and an honor um but number 100 is so fascinating to me <laughs> yes. and i it's like i feel like the number 100 player is you don't
5: want you want 100 more than you want 76 you know what i mean oh
4: ab- absolutely <laughs> yeah. yes so it's just like this player is more a symbol than a man. And like, what do you, <laughs> yeah. what do you value in the league? And who do you just find to be super fascinating? Um, so like for me, my 100 going back and looking at it was like Matisse Thiebel. I was just like, I want, and I don't think Matisse Thiebel have made our top 100 mm-hmm. either, which is fine. But for me, it was just like, okay, I want someone who, Um, I just really value everything he brings to the table. Like, I really value... He's not going to have great statistics. He doesn't play a ton of minutes. But I just feel like if we're, you know, just straight up naming the top 100 players in the league, this guy should be included because of how excellent he is on the defensive end. And obviously, you guys disagreed, which is perfectly fine. But when I tried to like put it, he was one of the first players who popped in my head. It was like, I just want to shout this person out. Um, who, do you remember who your, your 100 was? I do. So it's really
5: funny because my 100 was a guy. My first 100th player was the guy who made it on the list at number 100. But then I found out that I had, I think, uh, I don't remember who it was. I had someone on my list twice and Jeremy Woo was like, hey, man. <laughs> so I think Al Horford, who's on our snubs list, crept up into 100 for me because that was like you mentioned, it's such a symbolic what's the cutoff. And I'm I'm an Al Horford fan. I think he's good in the right situation for the last few years. He hasn't mm-hmm. been in the right situation. That's something we talk about, a ton on the list. But I remember when we had one of our video calls, I really pushed for Jordan Clarkson to be at 100. Not necessarily because I don't think he's more talented than that is because like you mentioned, that 100 spot is more of a cutoff to be like, this is, it just kind of sets the tone for the list. It's very hard to explain um, unless you do it, which is a a really like annoying um, snobby thing to say, but Mm -hmm. I'm with you that I was just like, well, he has to be on my list because I really enjoy his type of game, that type of player. And I, I, you know, you want to kind of kick it off with these are it's just a hint at kind of the things we value, like you mentioned.
4: I think even settling into 100, it sounds like that's a big number, right? It's just, it's not. Like there's yeah. the, the, the snubs list, like the the 101 to, you know, 175 or even 200, all those guys are excellent. The snubs and just could have been
5: like 80 players long. I mean, how do you separate? Yeah. How are you really separating looking into future performance? Gosh, like Kevin Herter was one who for a moment I was like, he's got to be on there after how well he played in the playoffs and, I know we'll get into what we value for a second but yeah and then he just he didn't make it and i think he's a really talented guy and i don't think he's necessarily less talented than anyone from 75 to 100 but has he had the opportunity has he had the responsibility etc etc uh it just becomes so tricky
4: yeah i another thing that was really funny was yesterday when i was looking at my list versus our finalized top 100 like i was looking at my list that i submitted and thinking whoever wrote this is a complete moron like i kept seeing <laughs> like a certain player like uh over another player um like colin sexton i had colin sexton ahead of bogdan bogdanovich and i was like wow i'm that's really I mean, dumb i think bogdan is I much not- better i <laughs>
5: I bring up Harrison Barnes on every single episode of Open Floor, and I left him off my first list, (laughs) even though I'm, like, the president of the Harrison Barnes fan club. Stuff just happens, and like I mentioned, I had Mike Conley super high the first time, and I'm a Mike Conley fan. I don't think he's bad, but it just happens. It just, And that was why it was, I think, so important that this was a collective effort, because I think we were all such great checks on each other. A really fun part, and honestly, if you have, like, a group of friends that are really into the NBA, like... I would encourage you to do this because it's really fun to see, you know, there were times where me, you, woo, and Chris all had a guy within like a three spot range in the thirties or fifties. And that's fascinating. Yeah. And then other guys yeah. who we were just wildly different on, and that was very interesting.
4: Yeah. So let's, let's get into kind of what we value when we were putting this list together. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, there's particular skill sets. There's particular roles. There's positions. There's just player types that are, um. You no, know, it's like your favorite flavor of ice cream. Like everyone's different. It's all wonderful. Everyone loves ice cream, but I like mint chocolate chip. You like what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Rowan.
5: Oh God. I mean, Am I really putting I you on the you spot right up now? You put the spot there. <laughs> I mean, if we're going like a classic flavor that's not available at a boutique shop, it's probably chocolate chip cookie dough.
4: Okay, that's a respectable yeah. answer. Yeah, that's good. So exactly. So it's it's just everyone has yeah. their their different shades of what they what they want. So I'll throw it to you first. Just what what do you value, like broadly speaking, when you're trying to put a list like this together?
5: So obviously. The top 20 is kind of irrelevant to this discussion because at that point, you just know who's who, what they can do, et cetera. It really is, again, getting towards the the latter part of this list. I think what I valued was, has this player played in the last three minutes of a playoff game? Can I trust them on the floor in the last three minutes of a playoff game? Uh, What is the scope of their abilities? We talked about this. I talked about this in the snubs list rather, but a guy like Andre Drummond or LaMarcus Aldridge, they at this point in their careers, because of the way the league treats centers, et cetera, I feel like they have a very Mm -hmm. narrow scope of how you can maximize them, right? So which players can be maximized in kind of a wide range of situations? Uh, Something I've thought about a lot since the list came out is we have Duncan Robinson higher than Jordan Clarkson. And, I think that's because Jordan Clarkson kind of needs – a he has to have the ball in his hands, right? Um, he kind of needs – he is a narrower scope, I think, of maximization than someone like Duncan Robinson, who you put him on any team in the NBA right now, and we know immediately the value he's bringing, et cetera. And I've seen him play in the last few minutes of a finals game. Um, I don't want to spoil where where Devin Booker is. Obviously, he's on the list. I don't think anyone's surprised by that. But for someone like Devin Booker – even though we're trying to isolate these guys and what they would do on their own, et cetera. What if he wasn't playing with Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton? I do value the fact that he's proven he can lead a team to the finals and he can put up big numbers in the finals. So uh, those are kinds of the, when you really get down to it and you have to separate two people who are very close, that's when I look at those factors and that's why I'm moving this guy ahead of this guy, because, Players are so close. You, you have to find that one thing that gives X an edge over Y. And those are some of the things that, that came into play for me.
4: Yeah, and I think that we should we should say that um, like eliminating context from this exercise is one of the hardest things about it because you just will use Duncan Robinson as an example once again. He's so great. He's just a great shooter, of course, right? But would he be that type of shooter in a different system where Eric Spolstra like lets Bam Adebayo, who by the way is like a super rare individual, like singular talent, and that he's a big who can set screens and play that DHO game? Like, if he didn't have Bam, if he wasn't in that system with Spo. Is Duncan Robinson in the top 100? Is Duncan Robinson able to showcase what he's capable of? So, like, not it's like so looking at players who um, were not maybe in the greatest situations and being like, okay, but if this dude wasn't behind someone or this dude was complimented a little bit better, just like what would they be able to achieve? And I found that that was like a really difficult part for me to try to. No,
5: that's the hardest part is the it's kind of the most fun part too, to imagine what would this guy do? There's a range in the list that maybe like 30 to 60 that I think the differentiating factor for me was could this player, what would their team do if they were the best player on this team? And that's when you have to try to eliminate context and it becomes so difficult because like you mentioned, I mean, on one hand, Duncan makes the Heat's offense go. On the other hand, what if he played on a t- team that had better spacing and he didn't have to provide all the spacing? Would his shooting numbers be even better? It's uh, it just, yeah, it's really – it's a fool's errand is what it is, trying to eliminate context. And obviously, <laughs> obviously we're trying to do our best possible job of it, but it's not actually possible. It's not actually possible.
4: Yeah, so for me, when it was kind of like a tie between two players, like – I, well, first of all, I want to say that early on in this process, um, Wu sent me a text saying that I absolutely hate centers and he wanted to know why. That's I true. Hate centers. That's
5: true. <laughs> and you I will anti- say that anti-center I center agenda.
4: I believe like, you know, I think that Miles Turner was not on my first <laughs> top 100 and no disrespect to Miles Turner, but there is just like a type of, center that I just don't I don't know I just I understand why they're valuable they just don't do it for me they don't move the needle for me um Miles Turner did make the top 100 we should say so Pacers fans don't get too upset but like if it comes down to it like an average center versus an average wing I'm gonna take the average wing yeah. 10 times out of 10 and I'm gonna even if he's his numbers across the board are, are worse or his role on his respective team is more limited. I just think that that's just more important in today's league. And yeah. I also really value players who can create their own shot in a pinch. Mm-hmm. Like if someone throws them a grenade with 5 on the shot clock, they just won't panic, like they'll be able to get get something pretty good off. I just love players like that. I know that that's, that's not the most valuable skill in the NBA, but, but it's whenever when I'm see...
5: trying to differentiate, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah, so, like, those are important to me. Um, Also, players who force hard closeouts and then can put it on the floor and make something happen against a rotating defense, like, I, that's just, like, Beyond like next to superstars, like I love players like that. So I love Mikael Bridges, I love OG Ananobi. Um, mm-hmm. guys who can also defend multiple positions and do that, like mm-hmm. those are just the best. Those are like my personal Michael Jordans <laughs> around yeah. the league. Um, so that those are those are some of the player types that I, yeah, I personally really value.
5: I would say, kind of in general, in my mind, I just kind of made. I I can't even say rule because someone will point out someone on the list and be like, then why'd you do that? And I I won't be able to explain it. But in general, I was like, ties go to the shooter, ties go to the wing. You know, if I'm really torn on someone, who can shoot better? Because threes are just so important. And like you mentioned, who can play between two and four? You know what I mean? Who can play shooting guard through power forward theoretically, thrive in those smaller lineups that everyone uses now? Those were kind of where I started to break up ties Um, you know, as you mentioned, kind of that versatility, uh, those guys just stay on the floor more. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be
0: surprised if you say things like,
5: Chef, what course are we on? Um, I've lost count.
6: Or, shoot that, shoot that!
1: National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
6: Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an Adventure Ready RAV4. Let's go. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
2: Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare-exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, Feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like Coral Cloud and Dark Crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.
4: Okay, now I, you know, jumping back in here, I'm curious, Rohan... Who was like the hardest player to figure out and place accurately on this list for you?
5: Um, obviously, a few guys come to mind here. I, I can't pretend like I'm going to name one player. You alluded to this, but trying to figure out the value of centers. So you have someone like Jonas Valanciunas. I know that people are like, that's a hard one. But where do you put Jonas Valanciunas, who's like a useful player? But he's not leading you to a title. I mean, like Avika Zubac, uh, guys like that. I do think a really difficult one that all of us had to figure out was LaMelo Ball, who's very Mm. exciting, who's one of these promising players in the league. We're trying to project ahead, trying not to get caught up in the hype, but also understanding that he's an up and coming star in the league. That was a really difficult one. That one was, uh, that one was, if you just look at raw numbers and try to project forward, it, it, becomes so difficult so like i think lamella was a big one you to me it was less about like specific guys that became difficult to rank but more so can i justify the gap between these two players so you brought up mikhail bridges and og Ananobi uh Mm -hmm. in the previous segment there they are probably further apart on the list than i wanted them to be even though i think bridges is definitely the better player but like that's where it becomes difficult is you know you start slotting in guys that you think should be where they are, and then you realize the gap between two players that you both like is kind of big. Yeah. And you're like that's where it becomes really difficult. So Lamella mm-hmm. was definitely one that I remember we had, and I don't want to spoil where he is. Zion Williamson was a big one that we all that was yeah. probably the most energetic discussion we had, and we have to save that. <laughs> but, to and it. that was a fun—that was a fun argument that we had. And I thought everyone made good points. I like—I was open. I went into the exercise open to having my mind changed about any player. And you know, I thought we all put up arguments for guys that we liked, but also were willing to hear out other opinions. You probably the least so than everyone else. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> But, um, Zion, Zion was a tough one and I don't want to spoil where he ends up, but I think I was maybe, I think Herring and I were more on the same page with that one than maybe you and I were. And that's fine. That's just, but those are some guys that come to mind.
4: Yeah. You make a great point about like trying to be strategic about like putting, for example, LaMelo, I did not want LaMelo on my personal list to be too far from anthony edwards just because they, they made so much sense like right next to each other <laughs> right of course and yeah it's the same thing with bridges with ananobi with any th- like three and d product. i guess you know whatever i'm just gonna use that term three and d type of player um who's just really valuable and like exactly like i don't want to put where like where do we have bridges here i'm looking at the list right now we had bridges at 53 and we had ananobi at 59 and i've already seen people in my mentions getting very upset that we think the mikhail bridges is that much better than OG ananobi <laughs> and that's just like not that's not how we that's really yeah. not it right there
5: yeah it's you know and there's obviously going to be complaints and it is what it is like we know that going in but yeah and six spots is not a huge gap like that's not at all a huge (laughs) gap you know like especially in that part of the list it's not like it's not the difference between number one and number seven we're talking about two Mm -hmm. really talented guys and yeah that one was uh bridges is really good though too I and mean, we just saw him in the finals like taking guys off the dribble and stuff as you mentioned so oh god it, it's it's driving me crazy already again just thinking about it but yeah you brought up a great point Lamelo and anthony andwards even someone like lonzo who i think i really liked and wanted him actually closer way closer to Lamelo than he ended up and guys like that become really difficult because you when you talk about eliminate context Lonzo's had a bunch of different coaches, a bunch of different situations, improved his shot a ton. Is he being judged off who he was early in his career? Is he being judged off the fact that he's played on weird teams, et cetera? So, yeah, it's um, a big part of the calculus here goes into, as you mentioned, you want to be strategic about the gaps you leave between certain players because even if you have a six-spot gap, people will go crazy.
4: I think I might have been the only person of the four of us who had Lonzo ahead of LaMelo. Like I I was pretty I'm not down on LaMelo at all, but I just felt like for the purpose of this exercise, like where he ended up, which is I think what's he 51, which I've come to I've, I'm at peace with with that. Yeah. I think um uh, for my for, for my
5: I think you and I were both uh We lost the LaMelo argument. I think you and I both lost the LaMelo argument because I think I wanted Lonzo closer to him too. Can I ask Mm -hmm. you a question? Sure. Do you think you were able to block out while doing your rankings how people were going to react to where you put certain people? Because I think you did the best job of that amongst all of us at being like, I don't care what anyone's going to think about my list.
4: Well, I also knew that no one would see my list, so, <laughs> that, that, that was, so it that didn't was matter a... that
5: it didn't matter that you put Robert Williams at
4: fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Smart rounding out the top yeah. ten. Um, yeah. No, like it, it's, I, I think that you have to just be honest to what. Your eyes tell you what you're mm-hmm. absorbing through the data, um, you know, watching film, all that stuff that we we each did to to mm-hmm. get to the selections that we did. And it's just like we're, we're being like all you can do is be as genuine and as honest right. as you can, because that's what people really want, I think. And what I want when I look at someone else's list, I don't want people who put so and so higher than they truly believe just to... Um, create some some shock value that's really yeah. not what this list is about I will, like we're trying. I will
5: say none of us tried a shock value thing and i feel like no one ever believes that but not one of us coming up we were all too nervous to do something like that i think coming up with our <laughs> list like it, it, it had like ruined our lives for so long putting it together that i don't think anybody at that point had the emotional uh elasticity left to do a shock value ranking
4: yeah so beyond Lamelo, and i think i'll package him and anthony edwards i had a tough time with both of them but another player who i ended up higher on than all of you i believe yes i'm looking at our, our composite list here um was chris Dapp's porzingis uh
5: and yes
4: <laughs> on, on on my list i had him at uh at 47 he comes in officially at uh at you had him at 63 he comes in officially at 58 which i think is, is pretty fair but i had a i had a really tough time with chris Stapps because it's like and we've talked about him so much but he's one he's a he's the type of player that extracting him from where he is i think really will either raise or or lower how you think of him and coming off the pl- the playoffs that he did, trying to project forward um, him as this healthy former All Star on a max contract, he he was just like I spent way too long thinking about Chris Stapps, and Chris Stapps, I probably overthought it.
5: Chris Stapps was definitely a tough one. I think for him specifically, what it came down to was we talked a lot about again, we're not going to spoil, but like DeAndre Ayton or Devin Booker. Something we talked about with those guys was: Would we be ranking them this highly if they didn't just play with Chris Paul? Which is a very interesting argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, like, where would we have ranked Zion Williamson on our list if he played with Chris Paul last year? You know what I mean? That was a question that came up. That I remember. I don't remember if that was you, Wu, or Herring who asked it, but it was probably the most illustrative thing that was asked in the discussions we had. Porzingis, I look at it as he was in a situation that's so beneficial to him because he's playing with Luca because he's playing with this incredible pick and roll partner. And despite all of that. And like I mentioned, I'm that person who does value the late playoff game. What are you doing for me? Can I trust you? Am I happy that you're on the floor? And the fact that he kind of failed that test as shockingly as he did and as aggressively as he did. And I, I miss the days when he was on the Knicks and he was awesome, but, for me, it just wasn't there anymore, and I, I'm of the opinion that if you removed him from that context, let's say you put him in a situation where like Blake Griffin was on the Pistons at the start of last season, I think things could get pretty
7: bleak.
4: I have a question for you that is not on the outline that I have presented to you um, before the show, but um, who do you think will be the most controversially received player like by readers?
5: gosh that's a good question i think
4: and remember we can't spoil the top well i don't want
5: to spoil where anyone is but i might mention some names that haven't come out yet i'm not going to say where they are i'm curious to see how people react to where we put russell westbrook curious to see how people react uh to where we put
4: well westbrook is out right is he out yeah, because we're doing 100 through 31.
5: That's right. Okay. Um, that's right. So, that's so right.
4: Westbrook, <laughs> Shelby, keep all this in, please.
5: Yeah. Um, oh, boy.
4: <laughs> um, so let's, let's – I well, guess let's just talk about – should we just talk about Westbrook then?
3: Um, yeah, I mean,
5: Westbrook, I remember – I think I had him a little bit higher than where he ended up because <sighs> – Russ. Was you was had tough. him a
4: lot. You had – okay. Let me set the table here for two seconds. So – Westbrook came in at 34. You had him at 28. I, I had not, him at...
5: That's not insane. No, it, no, it's yeah, not. It's not. Yeah. It's
4: not insane. Um, I had him at, uh, let's see, 39, um, which <laughs> is probably more insane than 28, I will say. You
5: had Spencer Dinwiddie at 38 and Westbrook at 39? <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. Oh man, it's a joke.
4: Um, um, barely, but yes, it yeah. is a joke. Um, so, so yeah, like that's he is. I think that people will probably get pretty upset about that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um,
5: Westbrook. I mean, we're already seeing people complain about RJ Barrett, which was someone who we did discuss. And our editor, Matt Wong, has kept pushing us. He was like, put him at 101. I'll I'll write the blurb. Uh, Shout out to Matt Wong. Um, But, yeah, I think people are already complaining about RJ Barrett. Uh, People are going to have opinions about Westbrook for sure. I mean, the whole Lakers machine, I think, is going to be very fascinating to see how they react to where we put the Lakers' uh, three superstars. Um. I don't want to spoil s- who did it because I'm sure it'll come up on the later episode, but someone among the four of us ranked someone ahead of Anthony Davis. That was really shocking. That was really shocking.
4: I'm just uh, going to say right now that it was not me. I'll just, yeah, I'm yeah, just going to say was that right not now. Not you. And, and, uh, um, that
5: one, that one, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I was like that old woman falling down me. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm very curious to see how the Lakers machine reacts to where we uh, rank some people. And I'm curious to see if any players are going to have any opinions.
4: Can I throw a name out there that I don't think we discuss like, at all to be in the top 100 who, if he was still in the Lakers, I think people would be having heart attacks right now? Maybe kuzma we didn't even talk about him i don't think any of us had him in our top 100 did you i have not had a chance yet to check out your snubs column was he even mentioned in the snubs column
5: okay he wasn't but i tried to make this clear in the in the intro to my snubs thing that was like here are a few snubs because there could be 80 snubs i like kuzma granted i've probably watched him up close a lot more than most people because i lived in la the last couple years and kuzma you talk about eliminate context on one hand you're like he's playing off superstars on the other hand i feel like he's never played his right position in la since lebron got there because realistically i think him and lebron are playing the same position but then Mm -hmm. anthony davis is also playing the position that they should both play and they put him in kind of these super big lineups and it's an awkward fit and I think to his credit, he accepted Mm -hmm. that role and was willing to do a lot of junk stuff for them, et cetera. So Kuzma is an interesting one because on one hand, as you mentioned, by virtue of playing for the Lakers, his profile is probably a lot higher than it would be if he was playing in any other city. On the other hand, because he's played for the Lakers, I think he's never really been given the best opportunity for himself. And yeah, Kuzma's talented. We probably lucked out that he's not on LA anymore because people would would be more angry at us than they are now, unless they're all just expecting him to be in the top, top 30. But, uh, Kuzma, I'd like Kuzma and I probably like Kuzma more than I think you were hearing, but I, I was kind of willing to check that at the door. Cause I, I just didn't see how he was going to make it onto the list.
4: All right. Let's speaking of stubs, let's each of us, let's, uh, let's throw out three players who did not make it, who I think like maybe, you thought would before you set out to like start the, the exercise, um, or even just players who you wish did make the list that, that just didn't make the final cut. Like my boy, Matisse Theibel, who was robbed of a spot. Uh,
5: that's an interesting question. I know you wanted to get him on. Hey, listen, this is going to be embarrassing if this person did end up on the list, but I've looked at like eight, 100, top 100 of this. Bobby Portis was a, a little bit of a tough one. Um, I don't think Bobby made it on finally. Correct me if I'm wrong. Doug,
4: Bobby Portis was, I'm going to look this up really quick. He was high we- on your <laughs> list. I was, uh, yeah. I mean, shout out counting, to Bobby Portis.
5: Here's, I love Bobby Portis, and he was great in the playoffs. And he's an interesting one because regular season. If you had done this list before the playoffs, how different does it look? Because I don't think anyone's arguing for Bobby Portis after the Bucks regular season. But then he has, like, the final two rounds of the playoffs.
4: Bobby. <laughs> also, Bobby, also Bobby. if you...
5: If you did this list after game one of the finals, Bobby Portis is probably not even on the list, right? (laughs) Um, So that was one. I I mentioned Kevin Herter earlier. I really Mm -hmm. liked him in the playoffs, and he had a couple big games for the Hawks that I think have gone a little bit overlooked. Uh, Another guy who was on the snubs list was Kevin Love, who I think was an interesting one because obviously mm. he, he shockingly made it onto the Olympic team for a tiny bit there. And I just, I don't think he deserved to be on the list. I think he's he's fine as a snub, but I do mm-hmm. want to see Kevin Love on a good team again just to find out if it's still there, you know? So, you know, I, I'm in probably in a little bit different position than you because I wrote the snubs list and there's like, there really are like 80 guys you can mention here, but I'm curious who you thought uh, for the same question.
4: So, two names, just really high-profile names that I kind of thought would just be on it before I actually set out and started ranking guys were John Wall and Blake Griffin. I'm just like, I know that their situations are their situations, and they are marred by the amount of money that they make or made in um Blake Griffin's case, but... It's just like in a vacuum. Like These guys are really still like excellent basketball players. And, the Griffin one. Uh, we got a deep well, sigh over here by Rohan. Okay, well, no, no. I
5: wrote about this in the Griffin one, and I don't think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I, and we talked about Wall a little bit too. I mean, Wall averaged 20 points per game last year. That's not nothing. I mean, he didn't play a ton. But the thing about Griffin, and I think what kept him off my list was, how many guys can you put in Griffin's role on the Nets? And they'd have a similar level of success because they're playing off KD and Harden versus, you know, we saw what Griffin obviously did when he was on the Pistons and how bleak that looked at times. So Griffin was a tough one. It just is when we talk about eliminating context, few players in the league are playing in a more advantageous context than uh, Blake Griffin.
4: So I a hundred percent agree with that, but then it's also like you have to look at it like just like excelling in that role as I thought he did isn't the easiest thing in the world. Especially on the defensive end. And I thought he played extremely well. I'm not first of all, I don't think he was on my top one hundred, so I'm not like caping <laughs> for Blake Griffin right now, I'm sorry. Um, Bobby Portis was 82, by the way, on my list. So (laughs) shout out to Bobby Portis. Um, but yeah, I just thought that like, if we're just lining guys up, I'm like, Blake Griffin is one of the hundred best players maybe, but he didn't, it just, it it turned out that he, he wasn't in my estimation or any of our estimations, I guess, by the end of it. Um, real quick.
5: I'm just going to shout out PJ Tucker because I love PJ Tucker. And if the list was... 100 guys that I want in a playoff series, P.J. Tucker would have been on there. I'll just say that. But that wasn't um,
4: I I, uh, I agree with that sentiment, and that's a player that I value, and I think that he can like really move the needle for you if you're already a really yes, good team. Yes, But that's, that was something yeah. we
5: talked about on the snubs list, or I, did. I keep saying we, but something I mentioned a couple times is Eric Bledsoe, for example. I actually think he can be a valuable player if you put him on a already very mm-hmm. good team. The same for someone like KCP, who I think was really valuable during the Lakers title run. It's when you start, you know, there's like four teams that Eric Bledsoe would be really good on, and then everyone else, it, it doesn't really matter. So that, that's a good point.
4: Uh, someone else who I don't think made it slash I know he didn't was Victor Oladipo, and. It's sort of like with him, if he is healthy this year, he's just, it's like, he's obviously one of the hundred best players in the NBA, but like, it was just really difficult to kind of slot him in there off of just the amount of injuries that he had. And I was, I was kind of surprised by that, honestly. Like I thought that he would still be in the top 100 for me and he just, he wasn't. Um, One more guy who I know you, you mentioned him before, but like in my bones, I'm convinced that Robert Williams is one of the hundred best players in the NBA. And uh, a couple of you guys didn't necessarily agree. So he did not make the cut. Unfortunately, Um, everyone, everyone
5: had to give Michael a pat on the shoulder for that one. (laughs) Okay, buddy. (laughs) Um, I like Robert Williams. And I think the argument against him was, we just need to see him do it more consistently. And in, a bigger sample size because the talent's obviously there, but that's a guy who I'm not saying he can't do it in a bigger role. He just needs to prove that he can do it in a bigger role before he, I think is comfortably on the list.
0: An epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game, getting the most from what it means to be here with American express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
1: There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex. National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
7: Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino & Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
2: Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen, and it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare-exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window,
4: Which player ranked 100 through 31 would you say has the biggest beef with our list? And if they got mad at you, if they like saw you at a restaurant and approached you in a hostile manner, you would be like, you'd totally understand where they were coming from. That's
5: a great question. I mean, I think so many of the guys that we talked about already, Blake Griffin, RJ Barrett, Kevin Herter, uh, oh God my can mind throw, is, i'll throw some names yeah, let, let me throw some names at you yeah okay so and i'll the first tell you got got beef for no beef yeah, yeah
4: okay so we already mentioned clarkson so i'll start there um because i've seen some people in my mentions who do not understand how the sixth man of the year can be 100 he's an award winner uh well if you watched the playoffs, and I do value the playoffs, I value playoff basketball, the reason that—one of the big reasons that the Utah Jazz um, lost that series and uh, were blowing leads left and right was their perimeter defense. And the Los Angeles Clippers were attacking Jordan Clarkson over and over again. And you you they, know they didn't. They didn't need a screen to get by him. And it it made Rudy Gobert just it put him in such a terrible position. And that was that's like that was this almost you could say that's like the series right there. That was just like a strategic thing. So you it's know, like
5: you know you you know who I'll throw out based off that one? Reggie Jackson. If Reggie Jackson was like, if you watched the playoffs and didn't put me on the top one hundred, what are you doing? I'd be like, You're right, Reggie. I'd be like, you're right. Because in the playoffs, you were lighting the jazz up.
4: Reggie Jackson was like initially in my top fifteen, and then I was like, "All right, you gotta <laughs> go for." A- I went for a walk, I took a shower, and I don't think he—I don't think he made the cut. Maybe he was in like the low eighties for me, I believe, but he did not. Um, he did not make our list, unfortunately. Shout out to Reggie Jackson. Okay, another player. This is this is a little bit more hope high profile, I think. Um, and then I'm gonna hit you with like the most obvious one, mm-hmm. but. Uh, this was a, a very polarizing person for us. Um, Terry Rogier, uh, yeah. who just signed a 97 million dollar contract extension. Uh, he came in at 78 on our list, mm. and keep in mind that Lamelo was 51.
5: <laughs> That's one of those if, where like gap, I don't think the gap ever sat well with any of us, but it just kind of shook out that way.
4: Yes, yeah, so Terry Rogier was um, forty nine on my personal list, and I remember when we had a video call, one of our one of our calls together. We spent a, a minute talking about Terry Rogier. <laughs> yes. and um, I went to bat for him because I just think guys who and the way that he played last year and sort of answering for a lot of his career long shortcomings in terms of efficiency. Like, this dude's just, like, he he hits threes, um, gets where he wants on the court, can create his own shot like nobody's business. When he was off the floor last year, Charlotte's offense was trash. When he was on the court, it was good. They had an extremely efficient crunch time offense and were so successful in crunch time, primarily because of Terry Vergier, and he just looked like a star in those minutes. Um, so... Yeah, I just love the shot making. I think you can't, like, it, it is mm-hmm. so valuable to have a guy like that on your team. And I can't speak for James Brejo um, or anyone in the Hornets organization, but if you ask them who was the best player on their team last year, I think, you know, I would probably think that Terry Rogier won mm-hmm. would win that poll over Lamelo, And that's, that's
5: just me. A- Scary Terry was a tough one, and that—that that is, I think, also where the projecting it forward comes into play. I think all of us are kind of expecting Lamella to take a little bit of a step forward. Uh, someone who I think didn't make the list, who I really like, also not on subs, Cam Johnson on the Suns. Mm. Uh, I don't believe he's on there.
4: Did not miss in the playoffs. Yeah.
5: Another one that I'm looking at the list is he's out, is Draymond Green came in. It looks like he's at 30, uh, 35, I think, for Draymond, 36 or 35 around there. What do you mean around there? Are you having a difficult
4: time reading <laughs>
5: looking at this? the list. I'm bad at reading uh, <laughs> Google Sheets. Okay,
4: so. so Draymond is 35. Draymond is 35.
5: Here's all I'll say game seven, give me Draymond Green over Rudy Gobert. That's all I'm going to say.
4: I, you know, I think that your feelings about your, I should say. There
5: that are that not, you, there are your, not. Your,
4: ha- your hatred for Utah is well known in these. No, 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 our no, listeners. no, no, Shout
5: out to D Wade. Shout out to D Wade. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I think I had Donovan Mitchell higher on my list than where he ended up. So I'll throw that out there. Um, I just think there are not, you said Draymond was 35. There are not. Thirty-four players. I want more in a game
4: seven than Draymond Green. Okay, I don't want to put you on the spot and embarrass you, but you did have Westbrook ahead of Draymond Green on your list, so it's just like it's it's not a big not a big thing. I'm not you know <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of you and poke holes in your logic, but that is a thing that happened. I just want to say, um, okay, there's actually another player here who I honestly think that like. When people see where he is, Rudy Gobert, we, should have been at we might. We
5: might... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs>
4: okay, not not Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Um, this player, I feel like we might like have to play out the last um, like 20 seconds of Goodfellas. Like this is hardcore witness relocation situation. I've for never us. seen
5: Goodfellas, and you just ruined the ending for me.
4: I, okay, my brain just, I don't even know what to say where we go from here in this relationship, <laughs> but, um, oh God. Okay, so we, we will, there's going to have to be a Goodfellas rewatch, you and I at mm-hmm. some point, and Fair we'll, enough. We'll, we'll live pot it, but the player who I'm talking about is uh, Julius Randall, who mm-hmm just made an all nba team second team all nba he got the 100 plus million dollar extension as well he comes in at 41 um and i'm not like mad at that like i i i i endorse it frankly i am not the biggest julius randall fan but that is that is pretty low i think um at least it would be in the eyes of Knicks fans. <laughs> can we just say
5: can we just say what we've been tap dancing around for this entire summer? Sure. I don't think anyone in the top 100 discussion really believes in what the Knicks did last season. If I'm being and I don't want to speak for mm. Woo and Herring and we can ask them on Thursday. I think all of us are taking that last Knicks season. No one is denying the fun of it. I'm glad that Knicks fans had as good of a time as they did. All of us are just questioning the sustainability of it. And can they do it again? Randall had such an outlier season in three point shooting and pull up jump shots that it's like, how could you rationally believe in that? Now I'm not saying it's impossible for it to happen again, only that it was such a massive outlier that logic would tell you not to believe in that. And that's just what it comes down to. So the same goes, I mean, R.J. Barrett was really good last year. The Knicks, obviously, uh, they had home court, right? Uh, the four seed. So mm-hmm. I just think all of us need to see the Knicks do it again because I mean, Julius Randle had nine months off and Jimmy Butler had like 70 days off and got COVID in the middle of the season. Before we're talking about like all NBA stuff or whatever, like you just, it's hard to draw conclusions from last season. And I think, I've always been a Julius Randle fan. I loved when the Lakers kind of went small with him at the end of his second season, and that team was a lot of fun. I- I've always enjoyed watching him play, but the to me, is he going to be a top 15 guy again next year in a slightly more normal setting when he <laughs> he hasn't had nine months off? I mm-hmm. I don't know. I-, I think all of us took that Knicks run with a huge rain of salt, and that's not to deny... The fun people had, it just is. If we have to project it forward and be really rational and data driven by it, we didn't want, I don't think any of us wanted to get caught up. I'd rather be a year behind on the Knicks than a year ahead.
4: Mm, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm with you. We've discussed this on the pod multiple times. Uh, Just we're not the biggest. Knicks believers, and that's okay. And their roster is going to look a little bit different next year. They got a little bit more offensive. I, I, um...
5: I think they might be a better team next year and finish in a worse spot because whatever they can get from Kemba, I think Fournier is the kind of player they need uh, on that team. You know, I, I like what they've done, I like their summer, but yeah, I, they're just very hard to project forward.
4: Fournier comes in at ninety-one on the list. By the way, um, and in front of uh, Norm Powell, which I, I personally found to be a, an absolute travesty.
5: I was surprised where Norm Powell ended up, and I guess it's my own fault. I'm talking about it like I had no control over the list,
4: <laughs> you know. So I, I'll
5: look at him and be like I don't know about Norm Powell, but like why didn't I say anything? Norm Powell probably could have been higher. He came in at ninety-two, right?
4: Do you see where I put Norm Powell? Can you see? On um, we're, sh- uh, we're sharing a, a, a Google sheet right now. Okay, um,
5: please let me take a look. I thought, I mean, Norm, I think, has an argument certainly to be way closer to uh, Ananobi than where he ended up. Oh, boy. Let me see. Let me see here. He ended up at 92 on the list. Sorry, I know this is thrilling podcast. You had mm-hmm. Norm Powell at 59, and you know what? <laughs> you know what? I probably like him closer to 59 than I do to uh, 92, where he ended up.
4: Mm-hmm. That was a tough beat for Norm Powell, but he'll he'll be back. He just got 90 million dollars and is wonderful.
1: National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
7: Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino & Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota,
2: let's go places. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen, and it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare-exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, Feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like Coral Cloud and Dark Crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.
4: Okay, so we're going to close this episode out with uh, another question that kind of just is the juxtaposition of the one I just asked you, which is who, in your opinion, owes us a thank you for where they are ranked? Um, And, you know, I'm sure that every single player in the league probably thinks they're belonging in the top 25. So that's obviously not a possibility. Um, But when you just look at the list, who... Ended up somewhere where it's kind of like you know they would they would not be mad. Let's just say where where I we, think uh, I think
5: Nikola Vucevic at forty above Kyle Lowry and Julius Randall, that's a pretty I think that's pretty generous for Vuce. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he should be happy. I think Lamelo has got to be happy, although Lamelo probably thinks he's in the top ten, and I don't blame him for that uh, in the slightest. I think that those are a couple guys who should definitely be happy. Uh, I'm looking through the list right now. Brooke Lopez, you did not want him on your list. I believe he made it on the rest of ours. So Brooke should be happy and know that you're a stone cold hater. Uh, (laughs) I think uh, Rishwan Holmes should be happy that he's on our snubs list because we wanted to shout him out and (laughs) you and you and Chris touched on this in that last pod before you could really dive into it, but. For a moment, we had Holmes in the top 100, and we were like, we have a lot of Kings guys in the top 100 for a team We have very 17 good.
4: Sacramento yeah. Kings.
5: Yeah. Um, it's weird. So we snuck the whole Kings roster in here. Herring took a very thinly veiled shot at Luke Walton on that podcast. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> if you have this much talent, it's probably coaching. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> uh so uh, I think those are a couple guys that that maybe should be happy that they're being recognized.
4: I had I had Brooke Lopez, yes, um, listed here on my little list. I had Miles Turner, who uh I previously mentioned, so we don't need to get too deep into him. I had Larry Nance Jr., frankly, uh at ninety eight, I believe, mm. he came in. Uh just I don't know, like I I think I went to bat for him. Very late in the process, I like threw his name out to you guys because I don't think any of us had him on the top 100. And then I was kind of like, wait a minute, Larry Nance Jr. is really good. And mm-hmm. um, like just thinking about the trade, um, the offseason trade that sent him to Portland in a winning situation, and it's like, oh, this guy can move the needle for a good team. I think that 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 there's value there. Um, one more player who I, I think deserves or should give us um, should send some kind of gift to us at mm-hmm. the SI offices that recently closed because of COVID. Um, DeAndre Ayton comes in at thirty-seven. What are your thoughts about that? I think that that is that's good for DeAndre Ayton.
5: Ayton was someone who I was high on, who I think got bumped because we said, "What would he have been without the best, one of the best point guards of all time?" Ayton was a tricky one because we've had Very this tricky. conversation. We've had this conversation about Aiden during the playoffs because he is someone who's going to be a max player. I, did he sign his extension already? I don't even remember. He
4: has not. He has not signed an extension yet.
5: Aton is someone who you want in the playoffs, who's capable of putting up big numbers, but he's not someone you throw the ball to on the block and ask him to go get you a bucket. Mm-hmm. And he's someone who is so context dependent, but at the same time in the right context, he can be so, so, so good that I, I know what you're saying, but I like Aiton. So I was happy with where Aiton ended up. And I think I was arguing for him a little higher at some point, but I I, I hear your point on Aiton and he's a tricky one because you know, you put him on, say, the Pelicans last year, and he's probably not playing anywhere near as good. But he can elevate the right context to to much higher highs than than most other players on the list.
4: Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you want to get off your chest, one
5: hundred through thirty one? Honestly, just that, like, I really don't care about your complaints. I really don't. Um, I know I personally put. No, 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 no. I just. Uh, Listen, I love the, (laughs) I love that people are passionate about it. And I love that. uh, I love the response this gets. And I like when people uh, stump for their players and it's fun and I get it, but just know that I'm confident in the work that we put in to come up with this list. There's never going to be an objective final top 100 ranking ever. That doesn't exist. It's not possible. And I'm, I'm really happy with the work we put in. I, I think we had, uh, a lot of smart, passionate people who worked really hard to make this list, and I just, like you mentioned, I just know it's genuine. I know that a lot of care and thought went into this, so I'm just really happy with with how our list ended up. Because you're never going to make anyone happy, but I, I know that I know that uh, everyone went in with pure intentions, which sounds silly, but it, it's true. So, I, you know, I, I feel really happy about that.
4: One of our video calls, one of our meetings, um, I was in the south of france and i was sitting on a balcony overlooking the mediterranean and i was getting ready to go to dinner i was about to go to dinner with my wife and um my sister-in-law and her boyfriend and my wife was sitting in our room in our hotel room and after i finished the meeting she was like what is what is wrong with you? I was so giddy <laughs> talking about basketball players and like ranking them and I was like obviously supposed to be on vacation and um so I guess my point here is that this is a lot of fun and
5: I'm actually with the, I'm actually with your wife on this one. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: Very fair.
5: Maybe fair. check your priorities at the door of your hotel room in the South of France, Mike.
4: Yeah, um, so that was that was fun. Um, but I just, yeah, it's just like, this is a, a very enjoyable exercise. I hope it brings people joy. Uh, and, you know, debating is fun. Arguing is fun. We're not here to hurt anyone's feelings, although Julius Randall's feelings are definitely going to be hurt when he sees this list, and apologies to him um, and to all the Knicks fans out there. Um, so that, that does it. Uh, Rohan, thank you so much. As I said earlier, uh, Um, Chris and I, and, and Wu, hopefully I'm not, I'm not, I have not reached out to Wu yet to ask it for his availability. I'm I'm also,
5: I'm also going to try to jump on this podcast uh, later in the week. If I don't drink too much wine Wednesday night, uh, which is my birthday for inquiring minds, uh, I will accept natural wines being shipped, uh, to my door. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to make this podcast. It's really just going to depend on, uh, how many glasses of the Latroso I'm drinking on Wednesday night.
4: Are we going to do a top 100 wineries episode at some point? Is that, are you up <laughs> for that? Can you do we gotta that to
5: We need to do top 100 wineries. Uh, we definitely will have to do movies. We're going to have to do uh, regional snacks. We're going to do a, a full-on snacks pod at one point, bring on a snacks expert, uh, et cetera. Um, there's a lot of things, and we're running out of time because this season is creeping up on
4: us, Mike it basically starts tomorrow Uh, so everyone thank you so much for listening once again please send your questions and reactions to the list um, to openfloormail at gmail.com that's openfloormail at gmail.com and we will do our best to address as many as we can later in the week Uh, everyone until then everyone stay safe and everybody continue to enjoy the off season